Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're broadcasting today from the Nebraska Cattlemen Annual Convention and Trade Show taking place in Kearney. Probably not the best week to be among, amongst the cattlemen. Uh, as, as we look at what happens in this cattle market, we're going to talk more about what we see in that trade. But how about on the flip side of this grain market and the wheat and the demand that is there for the soft wheat? Add to it that we've got weather still issues being talked about. And who would have ever thought we'd be saying hogs might be better than the cattle at the moment? One. As we dive into everything that we're going to see, Darren Fry joins us. Darren, of course, is with Water Street Advisors. And I want to start out on, on the grain side of the happenings because this wheat complex and you see China. Now you see Japan saying they want uh, food grade wheat coming out of possibly the U.S. amongst other countries. It's nice to see some positive action happening for this commodity. Oh, boy, it sure is. You know, uh, the USDA has a total export program for Slated for 700 million bushels, and we know that's going to be broken down over the different classes. And soft red in particular, I think they had 145 slated. We're only 27 weeks in the marking year, and we've already have uh, outstanding uh, bookings there for uh, commitments for 130 of that. So we are like 90% to the number with 25 weeks left to go. So there's no question that number is going to have to be increased. That's going to run us a little tighter on ending stocks, maybe as low as 30 million bushels or even less in that soft red category. And so China was in for another big purchase today. And so that's what kept this market supported. We did kind of run out of steam today after that gap up from the eight, uh, 745 to 830 timeframe. We gapped up. We ran. And after about 15 minutes or so, we kind of lost our steam. And so we, we kind of finished uh, toward the bottom, uh, certainly uh, bottom of the range for the day and, and only up one cent. So uh, I think maybe a correction is in store, but uh, I really like we uh, to the upside. I just think we can have a retracement maybe before we get the next move higher. You know, and I heard some some chatter, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong and going down the wrong avenue, but because of what's been happening again in Russia and Ukraine, they said that's also some of the, the factors that we're seeing in the push for the look back at U.S. as a possibility for, for wheat. Well, I think that that does enter into it, especially going into winter, and we know that loading out can be a little bit troublesome over there just with winter weather. But, you know, we've just gotten really cheap. We just kept going lower and lower and lower and led down by the, the large Russian crop that they continue to flood the market with. And I think we just got to a point where the funds were super short. And we saw the, the West Coast Millers here about a week ago really bid it up and try to get some coverage. And once we saw that basis jump, uh, then we really were off to the races on, on all wheat classes. And uh, export demand has been good for soft red. But the wheat millers have really gone after the Kansas City class. And so that has helped support, uh, along with maybe some concerns over uh, Russia, Black Sea origin. So do we have the wheat available for this? I think we do at a price, right? <laughs> I mean, if it gets, uh, if it gets thinner on uh, our, our supply side, price goes up. But, yeah, I think we're a long way from talking about, hey, we're going to run out. We, we still have wheat available and and we still need to see good demand to keep prices moving higher. But I do think we've scored a longer-term bottom in wheat, and I think we have a lot of upside here in both wheat and corn uh, as we move forward in the future. What about this corn market? Are they kind of in their own trading world at this point? 
Well, I think we got maybe another push down toward the lows. You know, I had critical resistance above the market at 493 and a quarter through 496 and a half. We kind of pushed into that zone by a quarter, half a cent today, but quickly rejected that and went lower. So uh, I like this move down into the lows, maybe a new low, maybe 465, 456 could happen. But wherever we stop and turn up the next time, I kind of like being a buyer of corn. I think we got a bigger move upcoming. And, you know, the funds are super short in both of these, the wheat classes and corn. And I just don't think uh, coming into the, the new year with the index buying the way it's going to be uh, I, and the concern over Saprina and all that's going on in South America, I really think a dangerous place to be short down here at these levels. Well, since you brought it up, I, I understand that there's an opportunity, shall we say, for more rain to hit at the end of this two-week forecast for them. Well, there is talk of that. The European model continues to promise a lot of rain, and maybe it will happen this time. But, you know, the European has done a poor job at confirming and verifying what those longer-term forecasts have um, promised. And so we'll see. uh, As these runs roll forward, they get drier. And so, so far, we haven't seen the rainfall we need. There's still plenty of time in December. Uh, We'll get three weeks down the road, and we're talking Christmas. That'll be a different story. But right now, there's still that promise that after the 15th, 16th, 17th in that time frame, lots of rains are going to fall on those parched areas of Brazil, Mato Grosso, Goiás, Tocantins, you know, Bahia, Minas Gerais, those, all those areas that need rain. Um, the European model says, hey, you're going to get it. We'll wait and see what happens. Well, you know, it is kind of nice, though, to see that uh, China is looking at the U.S. for soybeans versus hearing them buying elsewhere. It really is. You know, I, I think uh, soybeans have just uh, been exported like to the record uh, down in Brazil. They've been exporting a tremendous amount of corn as well. And we're starting to see those spot prices come up. We're starting to see them not run out of inventories, but certainly run lower on inventories. And I think that speaks to how aggressive China has been, as well as other countries needing to book and import supplies. And so now we're kind of turning back toward the U.S., especially if their crops delay and especially if their crop is smaller. And I think that has China somewhat, um, at least their antennas are up. They're, they're looking. They're making sure they get their needs covered. All right. Well, stick around, folks. When we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, what's happening within this livestock market trade. We know the cattle today really took it hard. We're going to find out why. A lot of questions, a lot of unanswers in many ways as well. More is coming up around the corner. It's the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Here's another Channel Chat where we discuss what's happening in the new Channel Seed brand across the Central Plains region. I'm Joe Gangwish. Matt McGuire is with us from Central Plains Solutions out of Wisner, Nebraska, and he talks about the merger of Fontenelle and Channel moving forward. Yeah, you know, like I said, we, you know, we're big on the crop consulting side and the agronomy side. And I think that going forward, the big reason that Fontenelle and Channel have merged is for the agronomy side of things and having more agronomy professionals. You know, we're going to be going from one on the legacy Fontenelle side to, I believe, 12. And I think that will be a a huge help to our customers that are looking for that uh, support on the back end when they're raising their crops. If you want more information, contact Matt with Central Plain Solutions out of Wisner or any one of your new Channel Seed professionals across Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. For Channel Seed, I'm Joe Gangwish. KRVN. 
Welcome back to the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A conversation continuing this afternoon with Darren Fry. Darren, of course, with Water Street Advisors. And we mentioned that um, I'm at the Cattlemen's Annual Convention that's taking place here in Kearney. And probably, Darren, probably not the best place to be at the moment when we look at the way these cattle markets traded today. And I know there is some emotion tied into it, but there's a lot of what's. With a, with a series of question marks after it. What are you seeing? What are you hearing for the reason we went the direction we went in today's trade? I'm really not hearing any fundamental reasons. I was hoping that we didn't have to talk about cattle because it's kind of discouraging and depressing. Um, last time I was on your show a few days ago, uh, I thought we were close to bottom. I still think we are. But today's breakdown of the cattle market uh, leads me to believe, you know, we got a couple more days of lower. So we could even punch under 160 here on the Februarys. But I think the big thing is cash traded yesterday, uh, like 170. Uh, I know offers are higher than that today. But I, I just don't think we have enough cleaned up in the cash market. And the Packers have control. We're just not going to see this market rebound until that changes. And so the the direction of you know least resistance is down and boy the market fell apart today led by the fats and then feeders followed is there any fear when it comes to to weights for example because we've had some optimal growing weather as of late you know i haven't looked at the weights but i wouldn't uh be surprised if the weights are up we're just adding you know a lot of of, of carcass uh weight and and just a lot more produce out there uh, but you know, we, we just caught a lot of people like anything when, when you're too bearish and then the market goes up, you catch people. And now we caught a lot of people the other way that have been bullish and they haven't been properly positioned for this. And so this really is, is what's going on. We're just taking it to an extreme. We will have a bounce back. I don't think that the market is done going up. It might have a high in place. But I still think we can get a rebound like in the Feb cattle back up into that 175 at a minimum, probably as high as 180, 182. So that's what I'd be expecting. But first, we got to stop the slide to the downside. What's it going to take really to get this slide to stop? we got to run out of sellers, and we haven't done that yet. Markets never bottom because of buying. They bottom because people say, forget it, I'm not selling. And right now, we haven't seen that. We still have people liquidating, and as long as that still is the case, uh, we have lower to go in both feeders and in fats. So we saw that 171 happen out of the South. Did did the South trade too early on a Tuesday? And that could be an influence as well, that we might not see any higher bid opportunities, even though the asking is there. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I don't know what we'll we'll see as we go into, you know, we're just a couple weeks here from the holiday trade. I don't know what the Packers have uh, in supply, but yeah, obviously, um, if they think they have the upper hand, they won't be bidding up here later in the week. So that could be a problem. We might have to get to the end of this week and early next week before we see a turn. But uh, turns a lot of times come the first few days of a new month. That certainly hasn't been the case in December here. So the next time for uh, a bottom is probably the middle of the month. Well, and, and you and I talked about this on the weekend report, but who would have ever thunk that we'd be talking about hogs being in a better marketing world than cattle at the moment boy that's for sure i mean hogs overall have been hurt for a lot longer but uh the hogs do look like they're trying to forge uh, a nice bottom here and the next move will be up we'll have to see how that unfolds but 
there could be a good low in place here down in that 65 and change, 6580 area of the Feb hogs. And if so, uh, we have some good ups here in that market. But it's still too early to know, but I like what I'm seeing, I'll tell you that. We are not seeing that action in cattle or feeders as of yet. And what we've seen in hogs over the last six or seven days is what we need to see in the beef. Well, we've got two days left in this trading week. What are you kind of going to be watching for, grain or livestock? I really want to catch the turn in the cattle and the feeder cattle, but, you know, they haven't shown me they, they can do that yet. Uh, obviously, um, I'm not going to get caught in selling down here and being an oversold market, but uh, looking for uh, a buy-in wheat when we back off. I think Chicago wheat can come down in that 590 to $6 area uh, off of these recent highs, almost up at 650 and I like corn, too, once we make a new low for higher. Got to watch weather as we close out the month. Uh, next two weeks, real critical for South America. We don't see rains materialize in a big way. A lot of people forget, Susan, but the last two years in December, those northern states have had 10 to 12 inches of rain. Right now, we're way off pace from that, and we'll have to see how December finishes. We could catch up. We could save that crop. But, boy, if we run three or four or five inches below uh, normal, uh, I think they got problems down in Brazil. So watching that, too, here as we move forward in time. All right. Best way for folks to get a hold of you? They can always look me up on Twitter at Fry. That's F-R-Y-E underscore W-S-S. Or call us toll-free at the office in Peoria, Illinois at 866-249-2528. And that is today's Channel Final Bell being brought to you by the Channel Seed Professionals. As always, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that's the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.